Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hello, lovely listener. It's Barney here. Just a quick word before the episode starts. We recorded our Home Alone review back in 2020 feels like yesterday but woof the sound quality sounded like it was from the 1800s emily was actually in oslo at the time of recording and i was in london so our mic sounded a lot different i've done my best to clean it up to make sure it sounds as professional as it can be now but if there are any weird moments that you think oh what was going on there just do your best to ignore it it's christmas Hey now. Hey now. And welcome back to the show where two childhood friends discuss their favourite childhood movies. I'm Emily Sanford. And I'm Barney Lee. And whether it's iconic lines, musical moments, or just questionable outfit choices, the films you'll be hearing about on our show are unique in their own way. And today, we will be discussing Home Alone. Warning, this episode contains nostalgia and big love for Gangster Johnny. I'm gonna give you to the count of ten to get your ugly, yellow, no-good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. All right, Johnny, I'm sorry, I'm going. One, two, ten. (laughs) Keep the change, you filthy animal. (laughs) Yes. It's a really Christmas if you haven't quoted Keep the Change, You Filthy Animal. Now, did you know that that film was made especially for Home Alone? It isn't a real gangster movie. Really? Yeah. So I had assumed that this was some old, like, black and white gangster movie from, I don't know, the 40s. Yeah. And um, turns out, completely made up just for Home Alone. Because I guess they needed a film that had just the right dialogue that Kevin could use in, like, different ways. So it kind of makes sense. But, oh, my God, my mind was blown. What? That's... Such a good trivia fact. Oh, this film is so funny. This film has just topped all Christmas movie lists, right? Like, it's just so, so iconic. And I know we overuse that word in every episode, but Home Alone is iconic, okay? Come on. If you don't love Harry and Marv, like, who are you? So this film was released in 1990. So it was a couple years before our time, but... um. You know, everyone knows the classic scenes and just like the iconography of, you know, Kevin on the movie poster and Kevin screaming into the mirror. And, you know, you definitely pick up the biggest quote. Definitely. I'm just so equipped 
for if someone tries to burgle my house in the future. <laughs> Christmas tree decorations under the window, tie an iron to the banister. Leave your Hot Wheels out by the staircase. <laughs> and I know how much you love your Hot Wheels, Emily. I was so jealous of your, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's your brother's, but the Hot Wheels like orange racetrack with the loop-de-loop. Yes, so that actually used to be my dad's. And so it was always at my grandparents' house. And we used to put the Hot Wheels from the top of the stairs and like make it go into the living room. And it was one of those ones with the loop-de-loop. So it was so fun. So I really enjoyed that and like scale electrics, even though I'm like quite like a girly girl when it comes to like toys and stuff. But Hot Wheels and scale electrics, <laughs> I gave a chance for, you know. I've always liked that fast car life. <laughs> <laughs> Me, on the other hand, you know, getting the Spice Girl Barbie set for Christmas. Ah, The best toy ever. So have you ever been home alone before? Oh, God, not like Kevin McAllister. I think the most I've been home alone is like having to go home to my parents for a weekend to dog sit while they're going on holiday or something. What about you? Well, my parents go to Norway quite a lot. So obviously I've been home alone for like two week periods. So the expectation of being home alone is I'm going to have loads of house parties. And then the reality is you shower with the door open and have cereal for dinner. <laughs> So true. Home Alone. Oh my gosh. So it was written by John Hughes, who is just like the king of 80s movies. He's famous for The Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, like these like staple 80s classics. Amazing. And even though this film was released in 1990, it definitely feels like a 90s film. It doesn't feel like an 80s film. I don't know what, maybe it's just like everyone's hair wasn't as big as it was in the 80s. Maybe that's just it. But it definitely does feel like a 90s film, which is great. The only person with the big hair was Kevin's aunt. Oh, my God. Learn some strainers. <laughs> <laughs> the film was directed by Chris Columbus, who I know from directing Harry Potter's 1 and 2. Ooh. I know. So again, he's like, he's doing pretty well. He makes some very iconic films and he must be absolutely schminted. Schminted. I knew you were going to say schminted. Yeah, this film is great for anyone who hasn't seen it or needs a reminder. Home Alone is about an eight-year-old troublemaker who basically protects his house from a pair of burglars when he's accidentally left home alone by his family during Christmas. A very neglectful family, and maybe we'll touch on this a bit later on. Do not get me started. But no, this film's got everything. It's got drama, it's got action, it's got home invasion, and it's got Macaulay Culkin in a Christmas sweater. Like, what more could you want? Exactly. So, here's our first category, Best Supporting Character in Home Alone. You know what? There are quite a few that I think are deserving of this title. The first one that I want to give a shout out to is little Mitch Murphy, the annoying neighbor boy who is like just asking every question under the sun. Go home. You're not in this family. Hi, I'm Mitch Murphy. I never got to sleep. We're going to Orlando, Florida. Nobody asked you, Mitch. Go home. And why was he up so early? You know, those poor airport transfer guys were just like oh man just leave us out of it yeah he's, they're like we don't know if these vans get good mileage like shut up i oh, annoyed and also just going through their luggage like oh look a camera let me take a picture like excuse me little boy 
film is really expensive and like stop playing with my yo-yo also side note why are these kids packing a yo-yo to go to paris like what are you doing with it pack the essentials walk the dog down the champs Elysees. buzz is like oh do those french girls shave their pits yeah if you like do a little up and down with your yo-yo the french girls are gonna love that <laughs> cool buzz also he's ugly yeah he is <laughs> he looks like a thumb that's melted in the sun okay so i've got gus polinsky on there so he's the polka king of the midwest <laughs> so he's the guy who belongs to the kenosha kickers <laughs> he plays a mean clarinet and he also saves kevin's mum when she tries to get back to chicago so she sits in with him in the the van He's really nice. He tries to make her play the clarinet and she's like, no, I'm okay. And like, absolutely fair enough. He's been blown on that thing. I've known you five minutes. Thank you for being kind, but please. Yeah, no. Also heard of a little thing called COVID. So that actor's name is John Candy and he was really good friends with Catherine O'Hara. So, you know, they really enjoyed filming their scenes together in, in Home Alone. And apparently he shot all his scenes within a 23 hour day and only got paid like $400 for it. What? Yeah. And only got paid $400 to be in Home Alone. And on top of that, he improvised all his lines. So he should have been paid much more. Is that legal? $400. Well, he should get best supporting character just because he, he got the, <laughs> the bad paycheck. He's playing that clarinet in heaven now. Yeah, or Shinoya <laughs> or wherever they were from. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we sold roughly 624 copies. She's like, ah, in Chicago? No, Shanoia. (laughs) Shanoia Twain. (laughs) That new impressor, Mima. (laughs) Okay, there's someone else who I think is a really good small character. It's the fake Santa Claus, who Kevin wants to go and speak to because he wants to say, look, I know you're not really Santa, but you work for him which is really funny. Um, and he's like, I just want my family back. And fake Santa is by his car, old rusty car that's going to break down, which does break down in the end. And he's like, how can you give Chris Kringle a parking ticket on Christmas Eve? What's next? Rabies shots for the Easter bunny? And Kevin comes up to him. He's like, look, okay, usually I give the kids something like some candy canes, but I don't have any. And then because he doesn't have any candy canes left. He just gives Kevin three lime Tic Tacs. I mean, if you're going to give Tic Tacs, at least give Orin. Oh, yes, please. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Santa. I also want to give a quick shout out to old man Marley, the uh, creepy old neighbor who you think is the South Bend Shovel Slayer. Okay. And honestly, I really believed Buzz's story about him, like, melting his victims in the soul but he actually turned out to be such a sweetheart and, and kind of saved the day right at the end he was a scary old man yeah you would think instead of just staring at kevin he would like wave or say hi mm-hmm. but then again kevin is rude by just like screaming in his face and running away exactly so apparently this is what i found out um you know in the scene when kevin's trying to get the the toothbrush from the woman in the pharmacy and he's like hey, is this approved by the American Dental Association? And um, you see Marley put his hand on the table of the pharmacy and he's got that massive wound on his hand. 
Yes. And then when you see him in the church with Kevin, he's only got a small plaster on it. And then when he waves to Kevin at the end, he's got no plaster. So it's supposed to show that old wounds heal. And that's like the underlying message in the film. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. I was going to ask about that because I'm... I remember they they made a point of seeing his wounded hand, and I was trying to think like, are we supposed to know where that came from? Mm. Um, and they kind of just like glossed over it. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, I love a bit of symbolism. Thank you, Christmas. <laughs> he is definitely deserving of best supporting character. However, I think we want to award it to somebody else. Oh boy, yes, we do. So we basically want to award this category to little nero's pizza boy surely on the fact that he has to go through so much in this movie he's iconic because he just keeps knocking over that statue every time he drives into the driveway learn from last time oh yeah i don't know like maybe just passes ted but like learn that it's an icy road and maybe you should slow down a little bit he's just trying to deliver pizza and then Kevin doesn't give him any tip and then he gets scared by the gun noises and he falls into the bins like come on he's just trying to do a job and deliver a pizza one way plain cheese pizza oh Kevin have some imagination yeah put some chorizo on there or something maybe some black olive but yeah but he was just trying to save for college tuition or something and he was getting no tips we had to put up with all of that so (laughs) so little Nero pizza boy this one's for you Make mine a 12 inch, and I'm not talking about pizza. (laughs) I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend that I don't, right? Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. 
With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Okay, so now we're doing best outfit. Now, I love a Christmas outfit, but there's no glitter or sequins in this film. Sadly not. We have a lot of heavy knit, which I'm a big fan of. Especially, mm-hmm. it just feels like classic 90s. Yeah. So I love... Kevin's iconic red cable knit sweater, the main one he wears, but he he also has that white cable knit as well. And I want to know where he's buying them from because I really wasn't one. Can I get that from H&M, you know? (laughs) There's definitely that scene as well, obviously, when he's walking to the supermarket and stuff and he's got that like brown khaki um, bomber jacket on. He's got his red scarf. um, He's got his beige hat with the red reindeer on it. And then his little red mittens that are on string. The mittens! Honestly, are mittens just a, a, a kid thing? Because I definitely think that they should come in adult sizes. It's such a good idea. You can get adult mittens, but just not on string. Oh, then I'm not interested. I want them on string. Because, uh, I mean, you might be okay because you'd normally have a bag with you. But, like, having big chunky gloves and then having to, like, squeeze them into your pocket, definitely not the one. Like, I want them on string so I can just, like, you know? Especially when I'm trying to, like, be on my phone and be, and wear gloves it's just impossible yeah kevin does he has some iconic outfits he's like his check shirts he's got like the red check one in the beginning in the opening scene when he's like i hate my family when i'm older i want to live alone and you know all of this kind of stuff and then obviously when he wakes up in his pajamas he's got his like purple check pajamas on with his white vest underneath yeah he's he's really looks like a little lumberjack <laughs> His whole family, like, I read something that um, apparently the mum is, it's like kind of hinted that she works in fashion. So maybe that's why all the kids are like quite well dressed. Um, but I'm definitely taking some like Kevin McAllister influences in my autumn winter wardrobe this year. Yeah, very Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> very Abercrombie, a bit Ralph Lauren, like, mm-hmm. I just uh, like awesome vibe. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. But like, I mean, Kevin aside, we need to talk about um, Harry and Marv for a second. The two burglars. Oh my god. I have seen so many people dress up as them for like Halloween. Same. Or like just costume parties. And you don't realise that their kind of get up is iconic. Especially when you see them both together. It's instantly recognisable. A hundred percent. Like if you go on, um, on Pinterest and have a look at all of the people who've dressed up as them. And then... They've got like, got like blusher and like made the iron print on the face and like, you know, literally stuck themselves in glue and feathers. And it's so funny. <laughs> so clever. So clever. I know every episode we're like, oh, for our next Halloween, we need to do this. And we have like, a, I think our next like 10 Halloweens we have got ideas for. But we definitely need to add um, Harry and Marv to that list. A hundred percent. Are you more of a Harry or a Bob? Um, I'm more of a Harry, I think. Okay, 
because of your go-to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. <laughs> My grills. <laughs> yeah. you know I am uh, the least likely person to have a gold tooth, but... <laughs> so, speaking of Harry, um, I absolutely want to award best outfit to him for his magnificent chicken get-up when he gets attacked by the fan and the feathers. When when he's like to Marv, why did you take your shoes off? And he's like, why are you dressed like a chicken? He, oh, bless him, that blue-torched head of those feathers. Iconic. Oh, my God. Honestly, how is he still standing at that point? So if they ever make a live action movie of Chicken Run, then I have an idea on who they're going to cast as the main character. I don't want to be a pal. I don't like her. So let's move nicely into best musical moment. And oh boy, this film is composed by none other than living legend, John Williams. So he is this incredible composer. He has done the music for Star Wars films, E.T., Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park, Harry Potter. And now he's added Home Alone to that list. Incredible. Literally, this guy is insane. So he does a lot of the kind of incidental music that runs throughout the film and also the really lovely home alone music right at the end you know when kevin and his mum have the reunion it's just so like oh heartwarming. he's just incredible like he he does such a great job with it but also on top of that we have some like really great christmas songs kind of throughout this film i immediately think of the scene where Kevin is pretending that there's people in the house and he's got like the the cut up Michael Jordan and he's got the mannequins which he's found from the basement and he's like making them dance and he's listening to rocking around the Christmas tree yes rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party up he is doing that kind of like flailing all his like limbs around with string to move these mannequins. I'm not really sure that's quite how it works. And like, how long did it take him to set all that up? He's got like a mannequin on the turntable. He's got the cutout going on the train track. It's a lot. He's putting a lot of effort in. And also it shows how dumb Harry and Marv are because like after a while you'd be like, that woman has been jiving for a long time. <laughs> It's so, and honestly, and, and like Michael Jordan, he's just like kind of floating through the room. It's like he's not like taking steps or like stopping and starting. He's just kind of like, woo, in a little loop de loop. So, yeah, those guys are pretty dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but no, that is such an iconic scene with an equally I- iconic song to match. Um, we also have Run Run Rudolph during the that chaotic scene when they are scrambling to get ready for the airport and everyone's running around. It's obviously in like fast motion. Um, and they've just got Run Run Rudolph playing underneath it, which just fits so well. Just makes it so crazy. I don't think I could be in that family. There's too many of them. Too many people. And also so rude. Like when Arv is there dressed as the police officer and like 
everyone's ignoring him and then the ones that are talking to him it's like yeah my parents are at home but no this isn't their house like just be clear you're being so ambiguous with him he could arrest you in a second exactly kids with no manners really annoy me (laughs) you know why it's because they're this rich middle class family in like the american suburbs like no respect at all they think Mm -hmm. they can just live their life yeah honestly i want them to get burgled so one of the songs that i've also got is um when kevin's realized that he's home alone and he's like getting himself ready and so he's like singing to himself in the mirror and it's the really iconic one he's got like the towel around him and he's got the comb and he's holding it and he's singing i'm dreaming of a white christmas i'm dreaming (laughs) he's really like mouths it really well like mime that is such a good scene and that's is that also the scene where he he puts like aftershave on his skin and yeah yeah no that is great he is he's a great lip syncer i can see him on rupaul's drag race okay so we want to award best musical moment to the little chamber choir who are singing oh holy night in the church so cute and wholesome i love a chamber choir (laughs) as you well know yeah I used to be in one from year six to eight, and I will never stop talking about it because it was like highlight of my life. It was so good. Did you wear the cute white robes? We didn't have robes, sadly, but we still had a blast. We did many a Christmas performance. I think I've spoken on the show about the time I did a solo of Once a Royal David City, and I completely messed it up, which was <laughs> scarring to say the least. Don't, don't worry, don't worry. Yeah, it's in the past. Probably no one remembers except me because it still forms my nightmares. Okay, so now we're doing best quotes. Now, Home Alone has a lot of good quotes. You might be expecting us to say, keep the change, you've built the animal, but we already did that at the beginning. And <laughs> This film actually has a lot of really, really funny quotes that are a little bit under the radar like maybe not the most quoted within the general public but dear listener that is why you are listening to the Hina Hina podcast exactly so I want to start with when Marv is bringing out loads of stolen goods from the Murphy household to the van and Harry sees him laughing he's like what are you laughing at you did it again didn't you you left the water running why'd you do that Harry it's our calling card all the great ones leave their mark with the West Bandits. West Bandits is probably the worst name I think I've ever heard. My house got burgled. And there was some chocolate coins on my side table in my room. And one of the, the burglars opened the coin and ate half the chocolate. Was he so dumb that he thought that was real gold? Or was that like his calling cards? Like he got in the van and the other burglar was like, you ate half a chocolate coin, didn't you? <laughs> With a coin banded. So I have a couple of quotes that I absolutely adore. First of all, it's when the McAllisters are on their way to the airport and Kate is like, Heather, did you count ahead? And Heather goes, 11, including me, five boys, six girls, four parents, two drivers, and a partridge in a pear tree. She's sassy, but also quite witty. So I like Heather. I wish she had more lines. It must be hard being the oldest one out of that group of kids. 
There's also the scene when Kevin is just kind of like living life at home on his own. And there's that narration where he goes, I took a shower washing every body part using actual soap, including all my major crevices, including in between my toes and in my belly button, which I never did before, but sort of enjoyed. Crevices? Ew! (laughs) Like, I don't need to hear that from an eight-year-old. There's an Uncle Frank line as well when they're on the aeroplane and the parents have like first class tickets and Uncle Frank's like to his wife, this is real crystal. Put them in your purse. Put them in your purse. Put them in your purse. Frank, I can't do that. Put them in your purse. Everyone loves a freebie, right? Whenever I'm in a hotel and there's like a complimentary shampoo and bath wash stuff, I'm like, yeah, taking that. If it's free, I'm taking it. If it's not nailed to the floor or the walls, I'm taking it. Agree, agree. So you're just talking about Heather. So there's Megan McAllister. And there's a really funny quote she says. She's having a conversation with Buzz. You're not worried that something might happen to Kevin? And he's like, no, for three reasons. A, I'm not that lucky. Two, we use smoke detectors. And D, we live on the most boring street in the whole United States of America, where nothing even remotely dangerous will ever happen. Period. (laughs) Oh my god, that is a good one. And talking about Buzz, when Kevin's going through his like secret chest, he pulls out a picture and Kevin's like, Buzz, your girlfriend, woof. Because it's not a cute picture of the girlfriend, I'm sorry to say, Buzz. Um, She was really rocking the braces. You know, fun fact, the girlfriend in that picture is actually a boy. And that's because... The director, Chris Columbus, didn't want to make a girl feel bad about her look. So he dressed up a boy in a wig and makeup and took the picture. Oh, that's Which I think is really considerate. I also want to give a shout out to maybe a a secondary best supporting character in this film. It is, of course, the basement furnace. (laughs) It's the really creepy... I don't know why. It's like this weird kind of subplot where Kevin is terrified of the furnace in the basement. And, um... He goes down and imagines that it, it lights up and the grate kind of opens like a mouth. And there's this one scene, like halfway through the film, and the furnace kind of lights up again and goes, Hello, Kevin. And Kevin looks at it and goes, Shut up. And it just stopped. So good. So good. And so unnecessary. Like, why did that make the film? But I'm so glad it did. Just get. A different heating system. That looks like such a fat. <laughs> and have you heard of solar panels? Like this family is rich. Like yeah. Honestly, they're burning coal. That's probably what Kevin's dad is in. Coal. How could he afford that house and all those kids? He was rich. I don't know, man. I have no idea. But speaking of those kids, I think best quote has to go to, and I'm sorry, I don't even know the girl's name, but it's one of Kevin's sisters. She has the best line in this movie. You're what the French call les incompetents. <laughs> You're what the French call little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> She's so rude and sassy. But, but it's such a good diss. I like, I'm waiting for the for the opportunity to be like, <laughs> you're what the French call les incompetents. Like, every syllable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes! She's brilliant. And then I love that um, she says it, and then later on, when 
Kevin's like reminiscing about all the times his family have like been mean to him. She comes up again. Look what you did, you jerk. Kevin, you're such a disease. You're what the French call just incompetent. This film is just educational. I've learned more French watching Home Alone than like 10 years at school. So thank you, little girl. You are going to be my new French tutor. You can pay me in pan of chocolat. So now we are on to Can We Discuss? And there is just this underlying theme throughout Home Alone of just how terrible this family really is. Ugh. Maybe it's because this family is rich. That's <laughs> like, so rich. What is Kevin's dad's job? Their parents have done a terrible job at raising their children. Uncle Frank is the worst villain of them all. Yeah, and when they're on the plane and he's like, if it makes you feel better, I forgot my reading glasses. Uncle yeah. Frank, that is so inappropriate. What made you think that that is a good idea to say? Yeah, that's awful. And like, there's this deleted scene where he pulls down Kevin's trousers as well. Like, creepy. And, you know, like, in the beginning, we learned that the family's relatives in France are paying for them all to fly out there for Christmas. And then Frank gets himself out of paying for the pizzas on multiple occasions like he is such a mooch like moochie yeah. like pay for something uncle frank and no positivity either when they wake up late he's like there's no way we're gonna get to the airport the plane leaves in 45 minutes and peter has to be like try and be positive and he's like you be positive i'll be realistic <laughs> if that was now they would have never made the flight but absolutely uh, but it was the 90s and you could just walk straight on basically man <laughs> so apart from frank like this whole family is still terrible like why do they all hate kevin they're worse than harry and marv just i don't know something about the tone of those first couple scenes just felt really off like i feel like it would have been better if the family were just like harmlessly annoying kevin rather than actually be rude to him yeah, like, all of them just have bad vibes. Like, none of them can have a conversation with being like, you're such an idiot. And it's just like, why? You know? Yeah, oh, you can't even tie your shoelaces. It's like, yeah, he's eight. They're so spoiled and rude. But then having said that, this is something I do want to discuss. Kevin is quite an annoying kid. Oh, and, my God. And let me tell you, like, I love kids. I just think that they're adorable and sweet. And they say really funny stuff. Like sometimes my friends who are primary school teachers, I literally lull out loud at the stories they tell me because the kids are so funny. But he is just really annoying. He <laughs> is so annoying. He screams all the time. It's like, okay, use your indoor voice. Like, why are you screaming so much? He talks back to like his mom and he stumps his feet when he doesn't get his way. Honestly, I like some parts. I just wanted to throw him in the fire. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that scene where he pushes Fuzz and then he like drops all the soda and it goes on the passports and they're all like so mad at him. That bit is so irritating. But then I also think the mum, like, she's not setting the tone nicely for their holiday the next day. She's like, "Go to your room. I never want to speak to you until tomorrow." It's just like, uh, if I was Kevin, I'd be like, "I'm sorry." Yeah, and she's like, "No, it's too late." Although, like, he's like, I don't want to go up into the attic, but it's actually really nice. It's got a nice double bed and it's all with toys and stuff. So, like, I don't know what it's complaining about. Yeah. We actually don't see Kevin's room at all. 
And for a film that is him, Home Alone, it's a bit weird that we don't see his room. Mm-hmm. Um, just speaking about the mum, I kind of feel bad for her at the end because she goes through hell to travel back to Chicago. And yet the family, they spend more time in Paris and they get to fly back comfortably and only arrive one minute after her back in Chicago. Like, if I was her and having gone through all she went through, I would have been furious. Yeah, so furious. But then she would have looked like worst mum of the year award if she didn't, like, immediately run to her son. It's bad she didn't even notice he wasn't there. Like, that is bad motherly instinct. Yeah, like, maybe don't rely on Heather to do the counting. Like, maybe just take accountability for your own children. Mm Mm-hmm. You've only got five. Your brother-in-law can count his kid. So you know when the family um, are running for their flight and she's like, did we miss the flight? And the stewardess is like, no, you just made it. Single seats only in coach. Take whatever's free. You didn't reserve plane seats? Like, this is an international flight. And why are the adults flying first class? I know, those roomy seats. One day we'll be flying first class. Exactly. So obviously Kevin's home alone. He's doing all the fun stuff. He's eating microwave meals, like his highly nutritious macaroni and cheese, which he doesn't eat any of because the burglars arrive. I felt so bad for him. Um, He's like eating ice cream and the crisps and ordering himself pizzas and stuff like that. And something really fun, which he does, and I always wanted to do, was um, he sledges down the stairs and like out through the door, like into the snow. Yes. Now, I don't know about you, but can we just discuss how fun it was when we were younger and we used to get the duvet and, like, sledge down the stairs? Oh, my God. Like, honestly, so good. I remember doing that once and we had this really tall, like, shoe rack thing. And I remember sliding straight into the bottom of that shoe rack and the whole thing came tumbling down on me. But um, worth it. Uh, An elite activity, especially, and also very fun if you have a sleeping bag. Such a good shout. Because they're but sliding. <laughs> Kevin's got the luxury of having a staircase that was like aligned perfectly with his front door. I did not have that luxury. So like if I was going to slide, I would probably just go into the wall. <laughs> You'd go into the glass window. Hey, did you know that that house is real? It's in Illinois. And the family who lived there at the time of filming were still like staying there during most of the filming. And they would make hot chocolate for the cast and crew, which I think is so cute. Yeah. Lovely. And in 2011, it sold for $1.58 million, which obviously is a ton of money. But I kind of expected that it would go for more money. Nowadays, you'd be looking at like two or three million. Yeah. Yeah. Also, that house was, like, decorated in, I feel like, purely red and green. It was, like, the most Christmassy house. Yeah, so that was actually something that the the set designers did on purpose. Like, they wanted there to be themes of Christmas throughout the film. So there was always going to be, like, red, green, beige, just so it looked like Christmas. No way! I'm not quite clever. So I think we should end this section by just saying that... Um, technology plays a massive part in this film because if this was a 2020 film and Kevin was left home alone, Kate would literally just text him. OMG, we left you at home at the airport trying to get a flight back. Are you okay? I'll see you in a day. You know, he texts back, don't worry, I'm safe. 
eating some macaroni, bought a toothbrush. The end. <laughs> okay, so now we're doing the trivia round for Home Alone. I'm going to start Barney with my question. Oh God, okay, go for it. Are you ready? No. <laughs> so I want you to finish this slogan. Little Nero's delivers in 20 minutes or... Your pizza's free. You don't pay. Damn it. Same vibe, just not the right words. Yeah. All right. Well, here's one for you, that which is pizza related. Mm-hmm. How many pizzas did the McAllister's order in the first scene? They ordered 12. Did they? No. no. Oh, was it 10? They ordered 10 <laughs> at $12. Oh, yeah. I should have said that at the beginning. Was the price like... $122. Something like that, yeah. Oh. oh my god, I really want pizza tonight. Oh, Franco Manca with chorizo. Yep. Okay, here's my question for you. So, the McAllisters are going on holiday. What time are they leaving for Paris? They are leaving at 8am. Yes, 8am on the button. <laughs> button. Okay, here's one for you. So... We know that in the fake movie Angels with Filthy Souls, we had Gangster Johnny. Can you name the nickname of the other gangster? He's called Snakes. Yes! Okay, so I've got a question for you. What does it say on the side of Harry and Marv's van? Oh, it's, it's like easy plumbing service. It's OK Plumbing and Heating. And then it says, residential work is our speciality. I see, I knew it was plumbing and I knew there was some, like, letter combination. Okay, here's one for you. What does Harry call the McAllister's home? He gives it a nickname. The Silver Tuna. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Which, honestly, I don't, under- maybe I missed the explanation of that nickname, but I don't get it. Is it because tuna's expensive? But is it? I feel like it isn't. Maybe the maybe the nice fillet. There's quite a few things that happen to the burglars when they're in the house. Can you name me five things on Kevin's protector's house plan? I'm gonna say tar on the stairs. Mm-hmm. There is a heated doorknob. Mm-hmm. Blowtorch on the head. An iron attached to the light switch. And paint cans swing in from the first floor. Okay, perfect. So there's also the BB gun to the crotch, ice on the stairs, cellophane with glue. Uh-huh. There was the Christmas decorations under the window. Yeah. There was the toy cars. And then there was obviously the zip wire to the treehouse. And yeah. who could forget the tarantula? Now, you would not have survived in that situation, let me tell you. Literally, I, I would have died on this. When they filmed that, Marv had to mime his scream because actually screaming for real would have scared the tarantula and i'm like fine the tarantula is like haunting us i think it can like survive like do they even have ears i don't think so no they've got eight eyes to make up for it (laughs) i don't need to hear that (laughs) okay here's one for you which airport does kate meet gus polinsky and the polka band at? um (laughs) it's not Shinobi. Is it Shinobi? Shinoya? No. Shibuya? 
<laughs> no, I'll give you a clue, although I don't think this will help you. It's where the US office is there. Please don't hate me, listeners. Um, I have no idea. It's Scranton. Scranton. Scranton, Pennsylvania. Ah. My final question to you. What yeah. is Kevin's address? I want to say six, five, six. Chernobyl uh, Lane. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It is six five six. It's six seven one Lincoln Avenue. Oh, for God's sake! I think you can say Boulevard, but when you actually Google it, it says Lincoln Avenue. Okay. My last question to you. Okay. When Kevin accidentally steals the toothbrush, although we say accidentally, but I don't know. I feel like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What is the name of the shop assistant who sent out to stop him? He's called Jimmy. It's Jimmy! Jimmy! Oh my goodness. I love scenes in films when they have to run across an ice skating rink and then the person trying to chase them can't catch up. You could tell that Macaulay loves filming that. Like he's genuinely grinning when he's sliding through. Like when he goes underneath the legs of someone. Yeah, like I loved sliding down the hallway in my socks when I was younger so sliding on an ice skating rink is like next level although I'm sorry nobody's talking about your bruised wet knees afterwards so that's just gonna be uncomfortable yeah that's true you don't want to have bruised knees (laughs) no but don't they say like if you have bruised knees it's because you've been you know sacking off the boys in the alley (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I'm not talking from experience Oh my god, well I think this is a good time to end before we get taken off the air. Yes. <laughs> right, well guys, thank you so much for tuning in to our Christmas Classics mini-series. I hope you have enjoyed it as much as we have. We have absolutely gotten the fat spirit recording these and we're so, so happy to be sharing them with you. We appreciate all the love this podcast's getting. Our DMs on Instagram, at HeyNowHeyNow. If you're following that, thank you so much. So if you have any movie suggestions, please let us know. Write a review on Apple Podcasts to let us know which films you think we should be reviewing. And in the meantime, keep checking back at HeyNowHeyNow for any podcast updates and some good old hilarious memes, if we do say so ourselves. Captions written by moi. (laughs) And I schedule them. We're such a good team. So I think we should maybe leave by saying Merry Christmas. Happy Filthy Animal. (laughs) I was going to say a Happy New Year, but fine. The Filthy Animal. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies. I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely incredible or anime and under this mask is another mask (laughs) (laughs) you can discover your new favorites right here on the anime effect 
Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.